with you today. I'd like for you to go with me to Deuteronomy 32 and 30. 32 and 30. And I am, I am headed, I am Deuteronomy 32 and 30. I'm headed somewhere today. I found some really cool stuff in the concordance. How many knows that a concordance is not boring? A concordance has got some really cool stuff. Last week, we focused on the thought or the fact of thinking the things that God wants you to think. And I wish I had some way to illustrate. Maybe next Sunday, we're going to stay in Philippians 4 and 8 for a while. But I wish I had some way to illustrate the fact that when you think about things that are true and lovely and just and pure, anything that has any virtue, anything that is a good report, we're focused on the things of the negative. Notice every day they say 30% chance of rain. Why didn't they say 70% chance of sunshine? We are creatures that are bent towards the negative. Moses said death and life is in the power of the tongue. We charismatics would say life and death is in the power of the tongue. Choose life. Speak, speak the positive things. Speak the blessed things. But the word of God says when you think on those things, if there be any virtue, be any praise, think on these things and. Look at your neighbor and say and. And. So something happens. Watch. The moment you go through the process of casting down vain imagination and bring into captivity every thought, and instead of focusing on something bad that's happened to you, you make up your mind right there on, this, on, on the spot. You start thinking about something that happened yesterday or the week before or the month before, something good that happened to you. There is a presence, there's an ambiance that invades your space, and it's called God. And God has 16 compound names. There are about 80 names for God in the Bible. But one of the names for God is the God of peace. And when you are thinking the positive things of God, immediately God comes to where you are. He surrounds you. He invades you. He, he infiltrates you. He saturates you. And all of a sudden, you're not worried anymore. Look at somebody and say, that sounds like good news. So as I looked at Philippians 4 and 8, I, I came to find some pretty cool things that I just wanted to uh, bring to your attention, if I may. On the negative side of, of Philippians 4 and 8, What's either true or lovely or pure or virtuous? Here are some of the things that we have a tendency to get sideways on. Are you ready? We, we have a tendency to operate on the negative rather than the positive. We've been sharing that for several weeks now. And instead of thinking about the things of God, we allow fear, resentment, boredom, loneliness, fatigue, insecurity, guilt, depression, rage, overload, can anybody relate, burnout, confusion, exhaustion. Those are the things that the enemy wants us to focus on and, and feed if we can. Here's what God wants you to focus on on feed. Are you ready? Joy. We sing a song, if you're saving, you know it, tell your face. Some of you look like you've been sucking on green persimmons. Some of you look like the dead in Christ, you're going to resurrect at noon and go to Outback. Hello. Maybe we'll beat the Baptist there this morning so we get the best seats, the best service. But the fact is that God wants you to have joy in your life. Guess what else he wants you to have in your life is excitement. There's nothing boring about the things of God. Contentment. 
confidence, peace, passion, drive, satisfaction, enthusiasm, awe, energy, gratitude. Those are the things that God wants to make up and God wants you to have. And the revelation that I, re that I, that I realized last week as I was teaching this, didn't find this in a book, but I feel like God gave this to me, is that when this passage is referred to, it is referred to in the plural. Not the singular, but the plural. The, the plural says, finally, brethren. It doesn't say saint, or person, or child, or man, or woman. It's focused in the plural. The word says, anytime two or three gather in his name, Matthew 18 and 19, what does it say? There he is in the midst of them. We know that God seeks a place that has not just his name, but has praise that acknowledges him. And when God finds that place, he will come in, not just for a visit, but he will take up residence in that house. And we believe that God is honored in this house. We believe that we have an audience of 200 for a, for a, for a congregation of one. We believe that. We believe that we are here <coughs> praising God, worshiping God, that he feels welcome, that he can come, he can move, he can minister, and do whatever he wants to do. But it has to do, I'm okay, I'm not going to die. It has to do 31 years of preaching in church that didn't have proper sound equipment. I preached over the monitors. I hurt my voice. You can pray that God will heal me. I believe he will. Until then, just bear with me. I don't want any water. I would drink a Red Bull if I had one, but I don't need any water. Everything... Everything's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die on you. Podcast. Don't worry about me. Just pray for me. I promise you, I will make it. The. Uh, do we have the finalists ready? Get them, get them all ready to shoot out. Let's, let's do this just for the fun of it. Isaiah 40 and 31 says this. What does it say? Anybody? They that. Wait upon the Lord. Look at somebody and say, Quava. They that Quava. Does anybody in this building have the ability to Quava? The ability to Quava is to take a long haired young lady and divide her hair into three strands and then begin to Quava. Braid. That's what the scripture says. They that so entwine their life with God, they that so mingle their thought process with God, they that weave their life with God, something is going to happen. They're going to renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not faint. Something happens when two or three get together in the name of God. Here's what he says. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I called one of our sisters in the Lord, and she shared with me an incredible testimony. And I, we were talking about the tornado, and they were in Murray County in the Eton, uh, Kohutta area, a church that we used to watch over there. It's no longer a church. It's a Bible study. But uh, they, she began to share that several of them gathered together when they heard the tornado were coming. And they prayed God to put a hedge of protection around the three counties. And when I shared with them the things that happened in Hamilton and Bradley, she said, we should have included Hamilton and Bradley in our prayer. And I'm not telling you that we can or cannot turn a tornado. I cannot tell you that, 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 that we can speak to the storm like Jesus did and speak peace, peace be still. But they did. 
and not one single tree was lost in their county. It was amazing how when they said the tornado came, it came and divided and it went around those three counties. If, if that's the kind of prayer that we need to be operating in, then so be it. God said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and do what? Heal their land. How many watch the news lately? We have a, we have a land that is sick. We have a, a society right now that's focused on Kaylee Anthony. There are more people right now watching that trial than anything else on television. 72 million people watched my... My guy, who is my guy? The Tretz guy on American Idol. Watched him get, what's that all about? What is wrong with America that we'd rather hear country western than rock and roll? But anyway, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, world, the, world, the world has the appetite or the attitude of if it's wrong or if it's broken, they've got to feed on it. They've got to fill their heart and spirit with it. Can anybody relate? God said, I want people to gather in my name, and I want them to bless one another, encourage one another, the first finally is found where? Angel, you have it there? Look at Pastor, just for a minute. Five times the word finally, six times, the, only six times in the Bible, the word brethren is used. You realize you're brethren, right? If you're feminine, you're sistren. Brethren and sistren. Look at your sister and say sistren. Go ahead, you guys. That's not, the, that's not the sistren you drink out of. This is your, it's a southern way to say sistren. Brethren and sistren. What's our first finally? Philippians 4 and 8. Is that, is that our first one? On that list I gave you, stay with the list. One, two, three, four, five. Don't make me go to my notes. Second Corinthians 13 and 11, watch this. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of what? One might. Be of what? One mind. We are to be of one mind. And what happens when we're of one mind? We are to live in peace. And the God of love and who? Shall be with you when? When you're in one mind. Watch this. When you do the do's, when you do what God, what, what God, when you do the, 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 what God tells you to do, if you do the ifs, then God will do the thens. Does that make sense? If, if we could just understand pure, simple, basic word of God, what God is saying, if you'll simply do what the word of God says and not make it so complicated and so difficult and so many denominations, so many different religions, so many different facets, it's really not that difficult. It really isn't. Joshua 1 and 8 said, if this book shall depart in thy mouth and you speak it and do it, you will become successful and become prosperous. How many wants to be successful? How many wants to be prosperous? The Bible says our guidelines are in here, but you cannot read the Word of God and realize it's not about you, it's about somebody else. Is that God has placed you in someone's life to be a blessing, to be to be something, to, to change something in their life as part of a team. I never I never played uh, after school. We played basketball, but as far as as far as lettering and, and all of that, I, I I ran varsity track, I ran the the, the mile relay, I ran the 440. Around the mile, and only one time that ever worked as a team. That's when we did the mile relay. And you've heard my story, probably tired of hearing it, but I was the last guy that got the baton. And usually when I got it, we were behind. It didn't matter the first three guys dragged their feet. It wasn't my fault we were behind, but I always got it behind. And if I didn't catch the guy and pass him, then it was always my fault. How many can relate? But there's something about being a team effort. Let me tell you about 
being a team effort. This, this past week, we were blessed with 1,000 sausage patties, 1,500 chicken wings, and 200 breasts attached to the legs of chicken. Now, everybody say, praise God. What a wonderful blessing. But guess what had, had to happen? Five people had to take those 1,000 chicken wings and those nuggets and all that stuff, and they had to break it down into quart and gallon bags. And while I was busy doing absolutely nothing, I got a phone call. I said, what's going on? I said, I need a favor. Well, the, the person that called is always in favor for me. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll do a favor for what do you need. He said, I need 501 gallon Ziploc bags. I said, for what? And he shared, for what? I said, okay, I'll be right there. Got there, there were five of them in a hot, sticky food pantry, and they were sorting things out. They were putting food in the post office, gave us, and they're going through all these sausage and chicken wings and everything. I gave them the, I gave them the, 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 quart ba the gallon bags, and then I said, what else can I help you with? Don't ever ask a question if you don't intend some kind of direction. They said, well, we would like a Dr. Pepper. So I went and got six Dr. Peppers and two waters, went back and served them, and I said, you guys be blessed. That was my part of being the team of making something happen that this Wednesday when people line up in the food pantry, we've got chicken wings. We got chicken nuggets. I mean we got your breaded, we got your grilled, we got your fried, we got your we got your we got your cold chicken, we got your hot chicken, we got your warm chicken, we got your chicken with bread, chicken with a I mean we let me say we got chicken coming out of our ears. If you need some chicken, we'll get some chicken to you. But that was that was a team effort. What do you think would have happened if one person did all those thousand chicken wings by themselves? I mean, I mean, there would not have been a blessing. They'd have come away with attitude. Come on, I don't care how much you love God, that much chicken, you're going to get irritated, you're going to get an attitude. Well, bless God, I hope they enjoy the chicken we pass out. But when it's a team effort, it's a little bit more fun, it's a little bit more involved, and you sit back and you feel like, hey, I made a difference in someone's life. That's what the Word is saying for us to dwell together in unity, to do things together, and God will bless. Our second, finally... Ephesians 6 and 10. Watch this. Finally, my, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And Pastor Dave and Pastor Connie will tell you, if you go through this scripture, he will tell you how to dress for battle. He will literally, can you pull up Ephesians 6 and 16 real quick, just because we can. After you're dressed for battle, watch this. We put our head with a helmet of salvation. Our loins are girt about in integrity. Our feet are shod with peace. We have the breastplate of righteousness, and we take the sword of the Spirit. We completely dress ourselves for armor, and to kind of get a concept of that, go see the movie Thor. Incredible. Some of the armor they had on, some of the side effects were phenomenal. But we dress ourselves with our armor, and watch what we don't do. We don't fight one another. We don't try to find people that are demon-possessed and cast them out. Let me tell you something. You want to go find them, they'll come find you. They're all over. They're everywhere. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about that. We don't go beat up another denomination. We don't beat up a church that we don't like. We don't beat up a minister we don't like. We don't beat up somebody we don't agree with. Notice when we when I dress ourselves with the complete armor of God, and notice the only part of our body that's not protected is what? Our back. God never intended for us to turn around and run. Never intended for us to give up. So when we dress ourselves with our armor, what do we do with it? 17. Sorry. Don't mean to quote it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Do we have it? Okay, 18. There you have it. We'll get it. What does it say? 
Talk, talk to me. Praying what? Praying always. always with what? How many saints? All. What does all mean? All. Pastor Bryce today encouraged us to pray for a church that we that we know of. I mean, how rare is that? We're at church. We're praying for another church. You're not supposed to do stuff like that. You're supposed to pray for your own church, right? We're not supposed to pray for somebody else because it's a competitive game, and he who gets the most toys wins. No, that's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says when we dress ourselves in the armor of God, we are to take time out and go and bless somebody else. What happens when you pray for somebody? Three things. Look at somebody. Three things. Number one, you become intimate with who you pray for. If you don't like somebody, you start seriously praying for them, you'll start liking them. It's scary. You, you pray for someone that stole your boyfriend, someone stole your job, someone that stole your car. You start speaking blessings on them. All of a sudden, you realize you're not as mad as them as you used to be. You're not praying, oh, God, kill them. Let lightning strike them, fry them, just melt them right in the spot. Thus saith the Lord. Come on. We're actually praying that God would bless our enemies. We would love those that hate us, do good to those that despitefully use us. Why? Because there's blessing attached when you're under pressure, under attack, and you begin to pray and bless for those that are against you. The Bible says that there is a reward for those that operate in that manner. You need an enemy to promote your prayer life. You need an enemy to gather your spoil and your blessings. There needs to be a battle that you're in, that you're fighting, that you win, so you get the spoils of war. Our next finally is what? Finally, my brethren, what? Rejoice in the Lord. That, that, that term rejoice, that term finally, brethren, is in the plural. We are together to rejoice about the good things of God. Watch this. You can go to Starbucks. And if you want to, you can sit down and you can talk about all the bad things in your life, all the wrong things in your life, all the hurt in your life, all the pain in your life. Somebody done somebody wrong song. You can go in that, you go in that area or you can go into Starbucks and say, man, that's a great latte. What a great idea. They can drink coffee right out here out in the sunshine. Look at the sun shining. Or, hey, look, at it's raining. My garden's being blessed. Or, hey, there's snow on the ground. I'm sure somebody's building a snowman. In, in other words, no matter what the weather is, you find something positive, something good to say about the weather. And I remember that, that movie with Jack Nicholson, and I think it was Meryl Strait or Helen Hunt, and uh, as good as it gets. Remember the, remember the movie? And everything that came out of his mouth was negative. He was, he was angry. He was an angry puppy, upset, offended, wounded. And she asked him, she, she put him on the spot and said, if you don't say something nice about me, I'm out of here. Remember the, remember the scene there in the restaurant? Remember what he said? You make me want to be a better man. What a great one-liner. What a, just too bad I hear that when I was single. I'd have used that as a pickup line. I mean, hello. <laughs> we see people that are large. We do not say that they're large. We say they, good, they look good large. All right, I'm going to help you. We see somebody skinny. We say, you know what? You, you got, everybody wants to be skinny. You look good skinny. It, when, you're, when, you're, when you're large, there's more to love, more to hug on, more to, I'm digging a hole now. I'm digging a hole. Where the, if, I promise you, if you will think about it long enough, you'll find something good about it. Something happened. One of the kids, they, they broke their arm or did something to their arm, and they were telling me how bad it was, and I said, it could be worse. Said, well, it could be worse than having a broke arm. It could be my arm. So let me tell you, it could always be worse. So we focus on the good, we focus on the better, and we decide to walk in an atmosphere of 
what? Rejoicing. Our next, finally, is this Philippians 3 and 1? Okay, I've run out of I've run out of tricks. There we go. Oh, we just did that one, did we? The next one. The other finally. Look at Pastor. Finally, finally, brethren, what sort of things are what? True, lovely, pure, just, any virtue, be praised. Think on these things and what happens? The God of peace shall be with you all. Okay, here's here's the thought process. If you come into my life, and you come in my life with a negative, and I feed that negative, we lose. If you come in my life with a negative, get a real bad phone call last night. A lot of bad stuff happening to one person. A lot of bad stuff, and I and I, I absorbed. I let them vent. I let them share everything they had to share, and I begin to pray. My spirit said, "God, please give me words that don't sound arrogant." Or cocky or spiritual there are times in your life where you don't need to come across as a spiritual know-it-all time in your life when you, you can't come across with just one-line phrases because sometimes one-line phrases will will burn you rather than bless you but as I begin to try to, to to sense what that person was feeling I actually begin to feel the spirit of hopelessness I actually begin to feel the spirit of trepidation I actually begin to I begin to feel their pain my heart began to hurt and then as I felt that coming upon me I, I shifted into the gear and I've been there before I've been there lonely depressed discouraged frustrated violated I've been there before but I know how to get out of that place the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord and I began to think about some of the things that were going on right then in my life good things healthy things great things that God was doing and as I felt God feeding me because of my thought process had changed then I began to share with that person some of the stuff that God had done for her that she had not yet realized she had not yet grasped and she had not even though she was going through a real bad time bad stuff was happening I'm not talking about Valerie, but I, but I prayed for Valerie today. And Valerie, I felt like the Lord told me that when this, all, when this is all said and done, you're going to be twice as blessed as you were before you, went, before you lost everything. I, I believe that, first of all, just the fact that you know that you have a church body that really does care. I mean, a lot of people have mouth service when it comes to following up and doing what God has called them to do. She has seen that. I, I personally believe that insurance is going to overwhelm you. I, I believe that insurance check is going to be so large, you're going to be scared. You have to call me and ask how to invest. And I'll, I'll be glad to help you with that investment. When, when bad things happen to good people, it's not because they're bad. It's because they are alive, they are breathing. And when those bad things happen, the Bible says this, this word has the answers, has the solutions, can solve any problem that you're going through if you look at the word and let the word speak to you and direct you as it's doing today. Is there another finally? Wow, the God must have known what I was going to preach on this morning. Finally, brethren, do what? Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. As what is with you? The word glorified and honored. I'm telling I'm tell there's something about, and let, me, let me think of a, let me think of a scripture. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth away the sinner, nor sitteth and see the scornful. 
but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he both meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That should excite somebody in this house. Amen. Our last finally is found, I believe, in First Peter. Do we have that one? We have it. There it is. Watch this. My, I promise you the Lord must have known what I was going to do today. How cool is this? Watch it. Finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, which is humble, and be courteous. My Lord, we're blessed if we're just nice to one another. We're blessed if we just have good manners to one another, just if we're just courteous one to another. Are you picking up? Are you picking up? See, God puts people in our life to practice so that we can take it to the street to perfect. Listen, if you can't get along with that guy sitting on your row or, 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 or that's in your life as, as a child of God, if you can't get along with them, the odds are God is probably not going to use you to bless or touch anybody that does not know him. Wow! Woo! Now, if you guys make me compliment my own thoughts, we're going to be here a long time. Let's start. Let's start basic. Let's start. Let's start basic. I don't know how you get up in the morning, but every morning about 7:15, and I'm assuming it's a blue jay. Every morning about 7:15, somebody outside my door reminds me how good God is, and this dude might be a chick, but this dude starts. <laughs> I mean, that's what I wake up to. Now, Pastor Rhonda, on the other hand, she wakes up to, bom, 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 bom. that's about 6, 6.30. And you know what? Probably, if there's anything I could change in my marriage, it would be her alarm. <laughs> because if you wake up stressed, you're going to be stressed. I mean, I mean, go there with me. You're waking up to an alarm. Who wants to start their day alarmed? So God sends this bird. Now, there, listen, I, I, there have been days when I want to borrow my dad's pellet rifle and shoot that bird out of the tree. Because I, I didn't want to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. But I got up, headed towards the coffee pot. Me and, me and the coffee, we got a thing going on. We get the coffee pot, then we go outside of my beautiful garden. And then I just, I just listen. I just, I just, I just listen. And, and, and God will, it's weird, God might speak to you through the spider's web he might see the bird he he might see something bloom that hadn't bloomed the day before but he begins to speak to you psalms 5 and 1 watch it give ear to my word O lord consider my meditation hearken in the voice of my cry my king my god O lord in the morning will i direct my prayer unto thee and will look up david said i will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My day is ordered, ordained, and orchestrated by God. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice in it. He went to a lot of trouble to put it together just for me. And if I'll follow what he's asked me to follow, it will be a good day. It's important how you start your day. 
And I'm not talking about a bowl of Wheaties or a Pop-Tart. I'm talking about number one. Are you ready? What could I read, watch, or listen to during the first 15 minutes I'm awake? What should I avoid reading, watching, and listening to the first 15 minutes of my day? How could I have prepared myself last night for the day that I'm about to live? What could I tell myself the instant I wake up every morning? What should I avoid telling myself the instant I wake up every morning? Am I helping anybody? What prayer and scripture is God going to speak to me through Proverbs, the 15th chapter, that I read because it was the 15th of the month? Are you seeing this? You can start your, you can start your day a good way, or you start your day irritated, frustrated, upset, and it seemed like the whole day, just, that just, it just repeats the whole day of what you are. And I, I love getting up in the morning when Courtney or Pastor Rhonda is stirring because I have found that through the power of mental persuasion, I can manipulate their morning. If I get up in the morning and I start singing, Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Anytime she goes away. Well, Pastor Rhonda, before she takes the baby to the, 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 the school, she'll be singing, Ain't no sunshine when he's gone. Have you ever noticed that? What you hear what you hear in the morning, if you're not careful, it will stick with you all day long. It's like going to Disney World, Fantasy Island. It's a small world. It becomes a part of you. You can't wash it off. You can't get rid of it. You become a part of it. You, 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 every, every day you start your day off with, it's a small world. Well, what if you were singing songs like, how great is our God? Sing with me. How what if you started your day off with a psalm and a hymn and a spiritual song instead of some negative paper that you had from last night, all the stuff you didn't finish you got to do today, all the problems, all the pressure, all the debt, all the frustration. How about if you just gave the day back to the Lord? After all, it belongs to him. Oh, I'm preaching good now. Let's conclude. This will be my only conclusion. I am not sure... We're circling the plane. The plane is circling, Chris, but the control tower said, take another lap or two. We've got some complications on the ground. I don't know if our podcast, will our podcast be able to see this, what we're about to do? They won't. So those of you listening to the podcast, can take about a three-minute break. Sorry, we'll be right back. I want to show you a something I found on Sermon Spice this morning uh, just for you. Are we ready to air that? It's, uh, help me with the lights real quick, guys.
appreciation. Why we pray together, let's pull it, let's put it all together. Ecclesiastes 4 and 10 says this. Psalms 3 and 1 says, Bless is man that walketh not. So there's a place you shouldn't walk, right? There's a place you should walk. Isaiah 55 said, A highway called holiness, and no unclean beast shall depart, but it shall be for the redeemed of the Lord. So there's a place to walk. Watch where this place is to walk. How can two walk together except they walk in agreement? With every Paul, there is a Silas. With every John, there is a Peter. With every Mary, there is a Martha. God puts people in our life to encourage. We become intimate with the ones we pray for. We come, become intimate with the ones we pray with. 21 years ago, I never had a clue that uh, Randy Howard never had, a, never had a clue that Randy Howard would one day would be the number one man over the entire church. Got a prophecy of the world. Never had a clue. But 21 years ago at 6 a.m., Randy and I met for one year. And one year, every morning at 6 o'clock, we prayed. I prayed for him. He prayed for me. Never had a clue that God would promote him the way that, that God has promoted him. But that's what happens when you pray. You become intimate with the one you pray with. You become intimate with the man you pray for, and you become intimate with the one you pray to. So there's a, there's a relationship of intimacy that is not necessarily a burden, but a ministry that we are to help our brother on his journey, period. If one falls down, the other one there is to pick him up. If one gets cold, the other one is there to make him warm. And this is Paul's favorite. If one's under attack, the other one is there to defend him. Then it says this, watch this, a three-fold cord is not easily broken. We're not talking about three, we're only talking about two. But where two or three gather in his midst, then he becomes in the midst of them, he becomes that third ingredient, and you cannot fail with that third ingredient, because watch what it will do. Our text, which I never quoted a while ago, was where Deuteronomy, what? 32 and 30, watch this, stay here with me. If one can turn a thousand, and two can turn 10,000, then going with the math that God has established, what happens when three gets involved? If one turns a thousand, two turns 10,000, then three turns a hundred thousand. Who's the third variable? Jesus. He, if, if two of you walk together, I will be there in the midst of you. If you do what the scripture says, Ecclesiastes 4 and 10, he says, I will be a part of that threefold cord. They that wait, they that cobal upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Your, your gifting, your future, your blessing is in someone else. Golden rule, do unto others and then run like heck. Oh, wait a minute, wait, that's not the rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do we really operate that way? Do we, do we really give the best piece of chicken? Do we really give the best taco? The best? Are we really making sure our brother is blessed before we're blessed? Okay, let's, 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 let's conclude it. Romans 8. Why don't you guys find that for me? 8, 26, 27. Everybody can quote Romans 8, 28. Quote it for me. And we know that all things work together for the good of them who are the called according to his purpose. Notice, if you will, verse 26. And this, 
I'm wanting this to be a revelation to you listening today. I want this to be a revelation to those listening by podcast. I intend to share this message a little later in Tulsa. This, this coming month, I want to share this word right here. Watch what this word says. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Remember, in, his, in our weaknesses, He is made strong. When you acknowledge that you're not perfect, that you haven't arrived, that there's areas of your life that you need God to work on, it opens a door for God to work because you're acknowledging, I am weak, I need some strength. He also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Some of us are praying to win the lottery. Some of us are praying that our rich relative would die and we would get their money. Some of us are praying for a boyfriend, maybe a particular boyfriend. Maybe God has no intentions of bringing that, that particular guy into your life because of the hurt and harm that he can bring. Watch this. We really know we should pray, but Brenda, we're not really sure how to pray. There's a lot of things we need God to do, and God can move in, 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 a, in a plethora of, of ways, but we need to know how to specifically pray. So here's what he's saying. There will be seasons in your life, in your weakness, and you will sense there's a weakness and a need and a vulnerability, and you know you need how to pray, but you don't know how to pray, so watch this. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's, it's, it's in the spirit realm that the, the, the God-man on the inside of you begins to intercede, and you begin to pray, whether it's a tsunami in Japan, whether it's tragedy in Ringo, whether it's something that happened in your family, a young man that, that lost his wife and daughter in the tornado and, and said to one of our, 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 our members, said, look what your God has done. I mean, I mean, people go through tough times and people go through tragedies not knowing how to pray. So the spirit on the inside of you begins to groan. Everybody say, number one. Now he, someone say number two, who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Who is this he? There's a third person, the Godhead. This is Jesus. This is he that knows the thoughts, the intents of your heart. So we got number one. Everybody say number one. So the Spirit is, is making groanings of intercession for us. And then we have he, everybody say number two, who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercessions according to the will of God. Say number three. Watch this. A child of God that acknowledges there is a weakness in their life immediately has God the Father, God the Word, and God the Spirit immediately meeting on their behalf, inter, inter, intervening on their behalf, interceding on their behalf. The Holy Spirit's making groaning. Jesus is searching out your heart and spirit. He knows the will of God. God makes his will known. Jesus and the Holy Ghost makes it happen. Two, watch this. If any two or three agree you got the Holy Ghost working for you that's number one you got the Lord working for you number two you got God working for you, you got all three come on you got the Father Son and the Holy Ghost interceding on your behalf for your good and all we do is follow the directions when I'm blessed I'm, I share when I know of a need I pray when I'm hurting I call out for help it's a part again of not fitting in it's fitting together. It's you being the part of the body that you're supposed to be. And when we grasp this, we won't be late for another worship service. 
When we grass this, we will not miss another Sunday. We got people that have not been to church since Easter. I don't know why. If I call them, they get mad. If I don't call them, they get mad. So you see, you can't, you can't, is it no win? God knows, though, why they're not here. And if God can use us, our love, our intercession, maybe we can, come on now, help me. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I had a cool joke, but I'll share that for next week. You need to research some of these things and make sure it says how I presented it. You know, we can make the Bible say whatever we want to say. Well, I've had 13 cups of coffee. Let's see what God has to say today to me. Judas went and hanged himself. Oh, must be a heavy word God had. Go and do likewise. How many knows it could be dangerous reading the Bible in that fashion? How many knows that I, Pastor David, Pastor Rhonda, Pastor Jason, will stand before God and give account how we manipulate the Scripture? And today I believe I've manipulated the Scripture for your good, for your favor, for your, for your glory, for your honor. Our best days are ahead. We are not, we're not at our worst days. We're our best days. Where do we go from here? Make sure we stay consistent to things as a body that we're part of. And obviously those are feeding the hungry, clothing those that have been hurt. And the, the prison, I believe, is the prison of drugs that we continue to reach out, minister to those that are in bondage. And number two, expect and know. Look at someone and say, expect and know that God's going to use me. I saw a Facebook post today that said, I'm done with believing. Now I am expecting. There is a difference. We can believe all that we want to believe, but when there's expectation, that's when things begin to change in our life. Father, seal this word today in our heart and our spirit. Use the scripture, use the humor, use the unity of this house, the, the, the freedom of this house. Very easy to minister this morning. Our hearts were prepared by worship and praise. We thank you for everyone that touched this service today, those that we do not see, those ministering to our children right now that our 